0: We have to go back! Hello everyone, welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson.
1: And I am Kazam! Oh, he could join us. How uh, convenient.
0: <laughs> this week we are reviewing the movie, Kazam. Almost a hit movie, but I don't know what was happening. I think I... I think I suck my toe or something. Like I, um, I think they took the hit. <laughs> they did. They took yeah. a big hit. Uh because yeah. Aladdin is in theaters. So Kazam is a 1996 American musical fantasy comedy uh about the title character Kazam, who is a five thousand year old genie who appears from a magic boom box to grant a boy three wishes. Now Kazam is played by a surprisingly um I I would say semi-stark studded um if you're a Veronica Mars fan I guess. Yeah, uh, that's true. And um it stars Sinbad as Kazam. Um it also uh,
1: Shaquille O'Neal. I No, what did you watch? I watched Shaq where uh the word Shaq was bigger on the poster than the title of the movie. So, Kazam with, with Sinbad Oh, is that the one that came out in theaters when Nelson Mandela died in prison? That's the one. I see the confusion now. (laughs) I'm from another reality. That's
0: right. I forgot that we filmed this podcast across realities. Yeah. Uh, No, kidding, of course. No, this movie stars Shaquille O'Neal, Francis Capra, Capra, Uh, I I think Capra, Capra. I just call him Weevil. And those are the two main characters. There are several other people in this movie, but it follows them. And Shaq plays a a very uh begrudging the genie. He's like, oh. oh yeah, so let me just grant your wishes so I can go back and lamp hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his then very scrappy uh partner, uh Francis, uh, who plays the character of Max. Uh, just doesn't want wishes apparently and they both just i i just thought that was such a a funny premise at first but then a very kind of like a a, imagine the odd couple but one of them is trying to grant the other wishes and the other one is
1: yeah but the other one wants a rap career right
0: (laughs) yeah uh and so this movie uh, came out the same year as space jam Hmm. Um, You know, another movie about uh, a sports star acting and uh, the directed video sequel to the original 1992 anime classic Aladdin. Aladdin and the King of Thieves, the final installment of the animated Aladdin uh, series, uh, came out that same year. And it was also the return of Robin Williams reprising his role as the genie because he left for you know, reasons after the first movie because of contracting details, but you don't want to hear about that. You want to hear more about Kazam. Um so Kazam had a budget of about twenty million dollars and
1: it made eighteen point nine million in the box office. Mm, so that's less millions than what they spent to make it. Yes. Mm. Yes it's is But a lot of the budget, or I should say a
0: significant number of the budget, went to securing Shaq. Uh, so Shaq states that he has uh, no regrets doing this movie. And he goes on saying, quote, I was a medium-level juvenile delinquent from Newark who always dreamed about doing a movie. Someone said, hey, here's $7 million. Come in and do this genie movie. What am I going to say? No? So I did it and yeah, makes a lot of sense yeah so seven million dollars is the real wish granter if you want Shaquille O'Neal to be a genie in your movie you don't have to wish really hard you just need seven million
1: dollars and what's nuts is that he'd only done one film before this and uh it wasn't like a, a super popular it wasn't like steel or anything like that um I think it was called blue chips blue chips wow you're right so this is his second movie second one yeah Wow. Yeah. And he got executive producer credit on it. So good for Shaq. Yeah. Really good for Shaq. Shaq. And it is a good vehicle for Shaq. Like this is a really low rated film kind of across the board by critics. Sure. It lost a few million in the box office. Okay. But who hasn't? Who hasn't? You know, that's a Tuesday, (laughs) but I think uh, this as a vehicle for him to kind of launch an acting career uh, it actually makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I think who really took the hit, though, was the director of Paul M. Glazer, who – he he was mostly known as an actor. He was the original Starsky in Starsky and Hutch. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said, you know what? I want to direct this movie. Um, but he has mostly stuck to acting over directing, it would seem. So I feel like this was a pretty big hit, um, you know, career-wise, Not uh, not – you know, and when people say "hit," like to mean success,
0: it it was not. And there's not a lot to actually dive into about this movie. I mean, when you look online, one of the uh, trivia facts on IMDb is Shaquille O'Neal is well known for his basketball career. Uh, no, and, and sixteen the actor, <laughs> and sixteen out of ninety-one people found that interesting. So. Uh, There's not a ton of things about this movie. A lot of people tried to sweep it under the rug or
1: try to remember this as a Sinbad vehicle. Uh, I do think this is a movie that... uh, I mean, the whole reason we did it is it is rooted in nostalgia for me. And um, yeah, we had to rewatch it for for this film, but I had fond memories of Kazam. Really? Uh, I saw it in theaters, and I remember thinking, fun! You know? Like, I... (laughs) I was a kid when it came out and I was like, oh, I know Shaq from his uh the aforementioned basketball career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh and being a kid in LA and then moving uh I think that was the year that I relocated to Texas too. So I was like, oh yeah, Shaq, like LA. Like I was I was about it. Like I I was a fan. Um that being said, I remembered nothing about this movie. And um I mean, I remember Shaq was a genie, and I remember he made French toast fly into his mouth. And um, that was about it. I didn't even remember the title right. I thought that it had an exclamation mark, like Shazam. Um, Clearly not. This is punctuation-free. Not even a colon title. And uh, typically when we rewatch these movies, uh, because so much time has passed and the actors go on to do other things, I usually have this moment of, Oh, I forgot they were in this. Um, but there was none of that with the exception of yep. Mr. Malik, mm-hmm. uh who is the the limo driver on How I Met Your Mother. Um I I was very surprised. I would say pleasantly surprised uh to see Marshall Manesh show up though cuz uh I'm a I'm a big fan. And to me him and Shaq were the movie. I was like, "Yeah, there's a kid here." Okay. But I want to see like that third act. I was like, this is this is what I want. I want to see more of this. So, yeah, this was kind of like rediscovering it um, all over again. So that was fun. Yeah.
0: Well, I so I never watched this movie as a kid. I want to say I watched it semi recently. Uh, You know, I mean, like less recent than like for this review. But like within the last like two to three years. I want
1: to say Tuesday.
0: (laughs) I'd say was like busy what? losing a couple million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I know I didn't watch it when it originally came out. I remember seeing the poster, the trailer. I feel like I remember the trailer pretty yeah. well. I did not remember the main storyline. I thought it was going to yeah. be like blank check yeah. the documentary mm-hmm. movie about blank the blank shack, yeah. blank shack. I was just like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, we're just going to take off with a modern
1: day genie. We're mm-hmm. not. It's like, uh, uh, I checked my act break watch. We're getting towards the end of the second one. And one wish has been made. All right. Okay. Uh, However, his rap career is taking off.
0: And in the brat. Oh, my goodness. That I think. So sometimes there are staples. There are 90s icons that will show up in movies, whether it be landmarks, artists or clothing. And the brat showing up. Mm. To me, it was just like, oh, oh, we are
1: firmly planted in the nineties. It it rarely gets more nineties than this. I'm glad you brought that up, Ricky, because um if you've ever seen a Marvel film with someone who is not a Marvel fan, they can tell when the camera kind of lingers on someone and they lean over and they're like, That seems important. Who is that? <laughs> that definitely happened to me in this moment. And I remember thinking, I didn't write it down because it wasn't necessary, but I remember thinking when I watched it, Ricky's going to know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like that's a reference to life yes. that I don't get. Yeah. yeah so, so who was Debrat?
0: Yeah. So Debrat was a very, and I, some would say still is, a very uh, prominent and uh, groundbreaking female rapper, um, oh. really big in the 90s. Uh, and it was, I, I'm trying to think of like a, It would be the equivalent of if Missy Elliott were to show up in the movie, like in in terms of like her prime and relevancy. It's just like Mm -hmm. they got
1: Missy Elliott in Kazaam. Wow. There are definitely other references to the real life careers of uh, the people here, like when uh, Shaq dunks Malik like a basketball. I remember just thinking, man, Malik was so lucky that Shaq wasn't a pro bowler because he would have gotten the mystery men treatment. It's yeah. Like, what else could he get? A shot put? Like it could have it could have gotten really messy for Malik. Oh yeah. Uh but yeah. Oh man bowl, yeah. basketball.
0: I mean, overall, this movie, I I was very confused by it. Like I have to admit, like I I I saw. Where they were going with it, like I might feel, I feel like I have like another kid in King Arthur's court moment, where, mm-hmm. <laughs> where I get where you're wanting to go with it, mm-hmm. and you just need to just pivot just a little bit, and you're there. You have the movie you're wanting, uh, yeah. and and for me, I think if they would have gone more on the premise of. It being a parallel story, like, with the exception of Robin Williams' genie uh, and the famous I Dream a Genie, uh, genies in lore are known to be very mischievous and very, um, you know, be careful what you wish for. Like, that whole term comes from, like, the tales from genie stories and just like oh well i wish for a million dollars and then you have a million dollars that was recently stolen from a bank and then you have to like run away and like figure that out there's a movie that disney did with brendan Fraser called bedazzled was it bedazzled i feel like
1: that's close no it is i'm looking at it. it right is now. bedazzled yeah
0: Bedazzled, wow. uh, hopeless dweeb Elliot Richards is granted seven wishes by the devil to snare Allison, the girl of his dreams, in exchange for his soul. And basically, every uh, wish that he gets granted always ends up not being what he wants. Um, and that's the thing that I think would could have happened with this kid. Like, I think uh, if Shaq as a genie were to like mischievously give him this thing that he wants, but like not the way the kid imagined it. Kind of have this kid learn this lesson about, you know, what it means to actually have things or, like, like kind of be more of a coming-of-age story. And then, ultimately, instead of, I don't know, Shaq becoming Mufasa's ghost, um, he either – maybe he learns a lesson of just, like, okay, well, you know, I've been roughing you, kid, but here's this thing. And then he just goes on. Uh, it's one of those tales where, like, m- very much like a kid at King Arthur's court – Um, the kid is supposed to learn a lesson and then he go takes that lesson back to his normal everyday life. Um,
1: I think that that could have been, uh, I think a stronger choice with that premise. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. Ricky, we uh, blew the call. We should have watched bedazzled (laughs) for some reason. I'm getting another Mandela effect. I thought this was called bedeviled. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're thinking of elevator. Oh, Hella Vader. Yeah. Story by M. Night Bedazzled. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. There are a lot of things with this movie, though, that I do think they do well or that I, I like the choices of them. Yeah. And that's setting up the dynamic between what a genie is and what a djinn is. Yeah. And it's the, the difference of – he says – uh i i'm material not ethereal i'm like great i understand the rules of this genie in one simple rhyme kudos for rhyming ethereal by the way and
0: they used it a
1: lot oh i mean when you get a rhyme that works (laughs) you just drive that thing into the ground ethereal uh but i liked that and it kind of foreshadowed what he would become and that uh yeah i just think it it it, there were nice breadcrumbs along the way, and then the origin story. Yeah. I would have. I would have liked to have seen. I'll say that I would have liked for that to be the beginning of the film, but it does keep us from having to do a weapons learning scene. <laughs> um, and. I, I get how he got here all in one pretty concise rap, which totally went over my head when I was a kid. Right. Um, I, I did not understand. It was like, OK, he was a human that got turned into a genie. That's OK. That's really interesting. That's pretty cool.
0: I thought that that was like one of the most interesting parts of the whole movie because we don't get a lot of genie lore mm-hmm. other than like, yeah, you know, genies like, mm-hmm, all right, we're off. like that's That's it. <laughs> Three yeah. wishes, no killing and no love. Got it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I dug that. So that there were these just small choices along the way where I was like, that's really what's holding these scenes together is you you have a very firm understanding of who this genie is. Um, but because of that, I would have liked to make him the central character, really, because it is Max's story right. more than anything. Um, I would I would have flipped that probably. And uh, make it more like, uh, yeah, make make it more about Shaq. Make it more about the genie.
0: One of the things that the movie uh, really does, like, really solidly is um, make me think about, like, like if I were either to make wishes myself or if I were to be turned into a genie, like, what my name would be. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, because, like, Kazam, like, I, I couldn't tell if that was his, like name name or if that was his genie name because genie in aladdin is just called genie um, yeah like and i dream of genie
1: was also her name was genie but that was uh genie with a j right oh <laughs> that was part of the shenanigans of that show <laughs> her name is all you oh, should man. see how they spell it you gotta see the spelling uh What'll but anyway an all this to yeah, say so what, what would your genie name be
0: ricky i was thinking that your genie name would probably be headcanon cannon all right now here's here's what we're gonna try to do all right because you all wish for it let's try this until stories and movies and evidence in between that's what you're gonna hear in the next scene all the evidence is provided by the film and I'm making it up at the top of the hill I am cannon. no it didn't work it did not work a theory <laughs> Uh, I should have just written something down. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Headcams part of the show. We share a few unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Uh, I was attempting to wrap it as a shack GD. It didn't work out well. Uh, I appreciate the effort. Yeah, we'll see if someone wishes for that to be edited out, but probably not. <laughs> Uh, So, okay, so my biggest piece of headcanon actually has to do with the whole transfer that genies have. So, you know, they transfer from bottle to bottle. Like, he was like, okay, so he was in a bottle, but now he's in a Mm boombox. And also the idea that people can turn into genies. So my headcanon is that um, Melnir is a genie. And he's just stuck in the hammer because I guess maybe, I don't know, there's a Fritz. I don't need to explain that more. But Mjolnir sounds like a genie name, just like Kazam. Mm -hmm. So that would then place Kazam firmly into the MCU. And I cannot wait for him to finally make his return in phase seven foot one, because that's how tall Shaq is.
1: What? Seven foot one. At a certain point, you know, like how tall is too tall? <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, and his shoe size cool. is like twenty something. Oh yeah, no, I think he rinsed it out on Airbnb. <laughs> um, nice. I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense too with you what you said about genies being mischievous, because then I could see Loki also being a genie. And then wishes aren't really there. It's just the manipulation of reality that seem like they're there. Right. So when they disappear, everything they gained from it disappears with them. Mm-hmm. Temporary happiness, lesson learned. <laughs> um, so I had two mini headcanons. Uh, the first one was just, Rick and Morty fans will appreciate this, but just that Kazam is an embodiment of um, a Mr. Me Seek's. Uh, because he says over and over that this world gives him tension, so he's basically <laughs> begging for him to make a wish because existence is pain wow. for Kazam. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, he's Mister Meeseeks. <laughs> the second one is that Kazam is actually a version of a time lord. Um, that he's a time lord that's been here for Ooh. for several millennia, and he, uh, he, I mean, lives in small spaces. Uh, that have to be bigger on the inside to accommodate the 7-1 shack. Um, He's a madman with a box, even if it's a boombox. He needs a companion. Uh, Like, the kid is – Max is very companion-like with his whole home life and everything. And he says he's been doing it for 5,000 years, which, you know, is in the Time Lord life expectancy, I guess. Um, And I think most importantly, he was there at Pompeii. So wow. he is uh, hes running in the same circles. Wow. And those circles spell out Kazam. I love it.
0: Now we're going to go into the part of the show where we like to talk to you about recasts and remakes. Recast. Remake. If this ethereal? <laughs> uh, if this movie were to be made today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? i I would basically make the story i was proposing before where it's basically a a bedazzled script but with genies instead of the devil uh because i really think that that story could be really interesting and yeah you could make a sequel called bedoubled (laughs) bedoubled uh i I really think that kazam would work really well as like an animated series uh Uh, especially, so like I, I would go with the '90s route of having like the movie and then the anime series based only loosely off of the movie, like a How to
1: Train Your Dragon type thing. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and so it would the the movie would be, you know, this kid stumbles across this uh, lamp and he learns all these different life lessons about. You know, how you can't really wish away your problems and the real magic is inside of you. But then the TV show would basically be Fairly Odd Parents, but with a genie. But it would basically be one kid uh, and he basically like cracked the code. Like he like the premise is like, oh, yeah, this one kid, he outsmarted the genie and now he has infinite wishes. And it's just him following or like seeing all these wishes being granted and then not really being what they should be and antics ensue i, I dig it yeah. yeah and i would want shaquille o'neal to reprise his role um in both roles get <laughs> if it ain't broke don't fix it Um, uh, but for the kid i would actually i think you know what would be in- interesting because i would they were in like middle school high school that was a very confusing uh age range they had in there Yeah,
1: well it's like the shazam school <laughs> Kids of all ages, just go to this school. Grayson, I would be remiss.
0: I would be Mm remiss in my responsibilities as a podcast host um, if I didn't point out that one of the actors in the movie was Efren Ramirez. That old so-and-so? He was part of, like, I recognize his face, and he was part of, like, the the rough-and-tumble gang of people who were, like, really mad at you know max for existing i guess and you know chronically lying to people but you may better know him as pedro from napoleon dynamite
1: oh yeah, yeah. he that. he was
0: there so anyway going back it follows him and he's the guy who gets all the wishes
1: Oh, nice. I actually know him better as Mati from the Captain Planet shorts. The Coliseum so. ones? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's great. Yeah. For my cast on the recasting for Kazam, I had Dwayne Johnson. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's a lot like Maui from Moana.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Or
1: the Tooth Fairy. Uh, and if not him, Craig Robinson, from The Office and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Either yes. one, I'd be very happy with. For Max, I had Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and It, just great at playing a sassy kid. Uh, the mom, I had Julie Bowen, America's mom from... <laughs> Modern Family and Lost, and <laughs> yeah. uh, for the firefighter boyfriend Travis, who that guy was actually a firefighter. Yeah, like for eleven years he was a firefighter or something like that. I had Chris Messina, uh, who's in everything, but uh, Mindy Project, with well, I guess was his his longest thing recently, and he was on Newsroom. He's he's everywhere, um, and then for the dad Nick, Joel Megliano. Yes. Uh, Magic Mike Joe and yes. Deathstroke from the post-credit sequence of some movie. Um, he, there were moments when the guy would make a face and I'd be like, man, I thought that was like a young Joe. Um, then I realized I was watching Spider-Man. <laughs> and then uh, finally for Malik, uh, Naveen Andrews, also from Lost and since eight, he was Saeed on Lost. Um, I just think he could capture that. uh capture that character really well and uh, push back against Dwayne Johnson in this casting or Craig Robinson. Uh, and this isn't a cast member, but um, I'm recasting one crew member and that's the person that writes Kazam's raps. And I'm recasting it w- with Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, because if we're going to get Dwayne Johnson, he's got to, he's got to spew Lin-Manuel's words. You know what? Uh, that's You're how right. It It works.
0: Okay. Yeah. okay, hear me out, Grayson. You inspired a recast. What if instead of focusing on a kid, um, mm-hmm. we focus on someone who's more of a kid at heart, or more specifically, Kevin Hart? What if we get <laughs> Kevin Hart and Dwayne
1: Johnson in a movie together? What, what, It'll never work. <laughs> the, the a third of, time. Uh, and for the remake aspect of it, I would love to see this as a Bandersnatch type film where you ah. choose the wish. Like you have an option of wishes and see how that alters things. Like if you choose to have junk food rain from the sky, you have the Bruce Almighty effect where it throws the entire ecosystem into havoc. So um, I, I would just like to see that progression or I'd like to see also just as a traditional film the prequel to this because that compass thing on so the ship good. sounded really interesting. Right? I was like, I want to see him on a ship. Like, yeah,
0: I want, I want to see the um, X-Men origins Wolverine first 10 minutes of the movie where it's just
1: Kazam through time. Yeah. Because if it, um if this is like X-Men origins Wolverine, then by the end of it, you would also have Michael Jordan Uh, in it but you would give him like cement feet so he couldn't jump yeah Uh, just really take away the thing Mm -hmm. that he's kind of known for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then finally if there was a sequel to this film uh, because he just kind of walks off uh, into the sunset metaphorically I think it's like steam Mm -hmm. he just walks off and uh, where did he go what did he do I think the sequel would follow Kazam um, as he gets a job as the most successful Uber Eats employee <laughs> of all time. You want a thing? It's there. Just appears.
0: Uh, I love it. It's yeah. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, I just love the concept of wishes and just seeing all of what you could dream up with that. Uh, and so it's going to inspire uh, the long forgotten segment of the show that we only sometimes do oh every two to three years called what, 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 what would you do? Oh, I remember that. Yeah.
1: Uh so Grayson, yeah. If you found a genie in the boombox, what would you do? Probably. Is it in 1996? No, it's today. You're you're are okay.
0: um you're antiquing and you find, you find got the it. boom boombox.
1: Yeah, no. First wish is a DeLorean because it's physical wishes. I can't like wish for w- world peace or anything. If I'm gonna be really material about it, might as well do it. I want, I want a DeLorean. I want it to look like a DeLorean, but I want the inside to be like whatever's in a Tesla. Like I, want... <laughs> Tesla guts, DeLorean shell. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, that that'd be my uh my first wish. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I would have to really grow as a person before I could make wishes <laughs> 2 and 3. <laughs> Give me a good 90 minutes and I'll get back to you.
0: Oh man. Yeah, I I I lo- I love those rules about just like material, not ethereal. I'm going to say for my first wish, I would wish for probably just endless free really good coffee i had like Mm. a really good cup of coffee like earlier in the week usually (laughs) i just get instant because of money but man i had a really good cup of coffee it was great i was like man this is changing my day um which i i know sounds so basic but it's my wish you wait your turn for your wish
1: as long as you don't wish for it Uh, from the sky, I think are okay. As long as scalding hot cups of coffee aren't raining down on on everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Our final wish is for you to have reasons to recommend. Uh, So, Grace, why would you recommend uh, the 1996 movie starring a basketball player uh, who's,
1: and it's not Space Jam, Kazam? I'd recommend Kazam because, um, it's got a really good lesson at the heart of it, that being that material wishes cannot replace the more important things in life, like family and friends. Um, and I, at least that's what I got out of it. And there, there's that. a quote. <laughs> I got that from that. Uh, there's a quote in there where he says, life isn't about wishes and dreams. It's about what you got and what you can do with it. And um, I think that's good. It, it's about you know being uh, content with what you have. It's um uh, kind of anti-greed in a lot of way, in a lot of ways, which I think is uh, a, a nice message to hear. And um, it's a story about choices and the power of freedom to make those choices. Um, and ultimately, it's a, it's a feel-good story. Five millennia in the making. Um, I don't know if I were to like to write a thing on the poster, I might. Yeah. I might say that, but no, it's about choices. It's about freedom, um, and it's about. Uh, being happy with what you have and making the most of it. Um, and uh, it was just refreshing. That's a really refreshing uh, lesson. Uh, so yeah, that those are the reasons that I would recommend Kazam.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that. Cause I, I would recommend this movie because it, again, I've said this before the nineties were just a time of possibility. Like this movie would not be made today. Like, it just yep. wouldn't. And so I, I love the creativity of it. I love the ambition of this movie. Um, taking someone with, like, a really great basketball career and one IMDb credit, like, Let's make him the star of this movie. Let's give him $7 million to be the star of this movie. It's like, all right. And it's really fun to see uh, that go through. Because Shaq's not a bad actor, uh, and he's very entertaining to watch, and you, you can go back and listen to our steel review. It's a blast to watch him like be in a movie, and because he's, it feels like he is having the most fun in every scene he is in. Uh, and so, I I recommend that I re- I recommend the movie for those reasons, uh, but also because it has really solid genie lore. Uh, that yeah, that's true. Like I, I'm like, this is really great, and it really gives you enough information to kind of go create your own headcanon about genies and, you know, explaining other like supernatural things. Like they, they did "Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs" like for a scene and just kind of threw it away. I'm like, that kid wished for candy, and mm. Shaquille O'Neal's Kazam gave him like name brand candies, not a bunch of off brands, but oh, he had yeah. like M Ms in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's like gated community at Halloween. Full candy. bars, yeah. Not mm-hmm. even the fun size. Full bars. Yeah, yeah. Although if this did have a post credit sequence, um, it would just be hundreds of raccoons in that alley. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a disaster. Uh, just
0: uh, <laughs> you just see a a guy walk by, and then he looks around and he sees all this candy. And he dusts off his top hat and he says, It's time. And then it says, Kazam will return and Willy Wonka's revenge. <laughs> all
1: right, I'll make it
0: myself.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I'd recommend it for all those reasons. And also, you know, Grayson's reasons. It really is a sweet movie at its heart. And it really makes you appreciate the word ethereal. <laughs> it really does. That is the word of the day. And that is our review of the 1996 movie Kazam. We have we only ask of you three wishes, if you would be willing to grant them. One, which is to let us know what you remember about Kazam on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at FlashbackFlix. And our second wish would be for you to let people know about this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us a rating and review. You know it's a packed, loaded wish. Leave us a rating review uh, on a scale of one to five uh, genie boom boxes. Uh, how would you rate this podcast? Yeah, one being impressive enough to get the eyes of a villain, and five. Well, that's that's enough to start a boy band because you got five rapping genies together. Yeah, and who who doesn't want that? <laughs> And our final wish is to be sure to tune in next time, right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. With Godzilla King of the Monsters hitting theaters, we're going to need something to fight off all these monsters. We're going to need a rocket. Man, I feel like there was a cleaner way to get there. (laughs) We are reviewing the 1997 movie,
1: Disney's Rocket Man. Capital R, capital M, all Harland Williams.